Did you just hear what we heard? I think they did. I think they might have. Corinne, can you confirm that you just heard what I heard? I heard something new. What was it, Corinne? It was our <laughs> new theme song. What? Composed by... Zach Robinson. That's right. Yes. Snaps for Zach. Thank, Thank you, Zach. Zach. Thanks, Zach. We love it. We're so happy. We feel very professional now. Thanks, you guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. You should I- just, like, rewind and listen to it again. Hello, welcome to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Wirma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And that makes me Molly Lyons. <laughs> We're the same people every week, in case you haven't gotten it. In the same order. <laughs> in the same <laughs> order. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> I was always more of a Kelly Rowland kind of girl anyway. Interesting choice. Does that make Corinne Michelle? I was going to pick Michelle because she's the best. I don't know. <laughs> Strong <laughs> arguments from Grant. Grant's like, I have no opinions about Destiny's Child, which is wrong. So, new episode this week, this beautiful Monday, we are going to be talking about the fur coat. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're confused because if you're following along, which you should be on Amazon or Hulu, the next episode is technically drafted, but they're wrong. On Hulu, Fur Coat is listed after drafted, Mm -hmm. but in reality, Fur Coat aired first. It aired December 10th, 1951. And drafted didn't come out until Christmas Eve. Anyway, we're going to talk about Fur Coat today because it came first. Hey, Molly. Hey, Allison. Do you have a synopsis? Mm. I do. I'm going to read it to you right now. Corinne is shaking her head at me right now. She's like, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> no, I was ready for it. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Oh, it comes full circle. Right, I'm still Beyonce. Lucy thinks a mink coat that Ricky rented for a dance number at the club is actually her anniversary gift. She's so thrilled that Ricky can't bring himself to tell her the truth. He plans to fake a burglary to get it away from her. To start this episode, the first audio spoken is from Ricky. It's his entrance line. Lucy! I'm home! Lucy, I'm home. Iconic. And yeah, it morphs to Honey, I'm Home, and it's used forever in perpetuity on all sitcoms. I'm sure you've heard of it. I say it every day when I come home to no one. (laughs) No, but apparently, like, my dad as a kid, and this was after I Love Lucy came out because he's not that much older, but he would come home from school every day and be like, I'm home! And my grandma would be like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so he would just be so excited to, like, make his announcement, like, I've arrived! (laughs) You must be so excited. And she's like, yeah. We get it. We get it. Close the door. School is done. You're here. (laughs) So we open on Ricky arriving home. And we hear a voice responding to the Ricky, I'm, or Lucy, I'm home. It's Fred back at it again with that high-pitched voice. Fred's female voice makes a reappearance. Well, okay, so I've had a long gestating theory about Fred and sort of his, like, identity. And Who is he? I have so many thoughts. <laughs> but so Fred, as we've noticed, takes every opportunity to sort of lean into his femininity and there have been a number of instances over the course of the show where I've kind of wondered, like, what's Fred's deal? Like, really? And I'm just going to throw out a conspiracy theory. Or not even a conspiracy, just a theory. But I think maybe Fred's like a closeted gay man who is in love with Ricky, and that is the true tragedy of this show. Because he's always like, Ricky, like, let's go to my apartment and have beers and, like, not be around the women. And he's always shutting down Vivian. So it's just food for thought, guys. It's just something to consider as we keep watching. Just like an interesting exploration of gender roles. Just think about it. 
This is the first time we see Fred acting as a landlord. Yeah, I thought about that too, because I feel like I always forget that that's actually his his job. job. But But yeah, he's a full-time landlord, which like sounds like a fun job. You just get to be at home. I also had a thought in this episode. At the beginning and during throughout the full episode, I feel like he's kind of starting to grow on me a little bit. Fred? Yeah, I feel like he's been in like the past couple episodes this episode and I'm sure more to come I feel like he's not as mean he's a little bit you know fun loving yeah more fun and more light like it feels more lighthearted, and he just like he and Ethel make fun of each other Mm -hmm. that's yeah that I I noticed that too like the quotes I pulled were um stop ordering me around and you were a bum before he was born yes like Fred and then Ethel and they both got their jabs in which I think if that's the way the relationship works, I like that so much more than when it was just, like, Fred being mean. Now there, it's equal opportunity insulting. Exactly. And, like, I am all for that in relationships. It's like, I pick on you, you pick on me, that's the way it works. We need to be able to banter. It keeps their relationship exciting. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, I think it's interesting because I feel like there was a shift from the earlier episodes. Yeah. And also seeing, like, before it was always just the girls who would, like, get up to their hijinks and be helping each other out. Well, now his friend's like, I'll be a burglar. I'll do that. Like, I'll dress up. I'll do that. So him being more of a pal and being, like, a nice guy is refreshing. Yeah, so what do we think of this coat? It is a fur coat, let me tell you. It is $3,500. In 1951. Yeah, I looked it up in today's money. Um, The internet calculator I was using says with inflation that would be $32,000. Five hundred and forty dollars and forty-four cents. So he rented a thirty thousand dollar coat. Yeah. Wait. This was my question. Why is Ricky renting his own costumes? Like, he's not going to wear the coat, but therefore his show. But why wouldn't like anyone working on the production and/or the person actually wearing the coat rent it? I mean, maybe he's very hands-on and very like, if I don't do it, no one else will do it, right? You know. He was like that as a producer in real life so maybe it's like art imitating life and imitating art yeah but they have all these stories about how he was very particular about how things got made and done backstage so maybe they were using that as a a way to call that out but i agree it seems strange that the like band leader is picking up like costume items why do you think she's wearing a fur coat she's dancing I'm like, she's going to be unbelievably hot, whoever this woman is. So she'll be hot. Like, I was like, <laughs> is she nude underneath? No, but it's just... sweat on that mink. Oh, my God. Speaking of, I read that there was a scene in which when Ricky's trying to get Lucy to give up the coat, he turns up the heat in the apartment, and then he says, oh, Lucy, like, don't you want to take off your coat? And she implies that she's naked underneath and can't and they cut it because it was deemed too risque they're so bad censors that's so funny but i was actually thinking while watching it that if this episode were made now that one of his tactics would be to try and like romance her to get the to get the coat off and they Mm. obviously don't go there yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't. Because they are in bed. She's, like, sleeping with the coat on. Well, in the modern sitcom, it would definitely be like that. In our reboot of I Love Lucy <laughs> that we're pitching? Guys, we pitch a different reboot of I Love Lucy every single week. And if you're interested in any of these ideas, please contact us at <laughs> welovelucypod at gmail.com. <laughs> we have ideas for days, guys. <laughs> Ethel and Fred find out that the code is not for Lucy. And then... Ethel tries it on, regardless. 
Just because. Just because. She wants to feel like a glam lady. And I must say. She wants to play. She wants to play. Girl looks good. Vivian wears it well. And then Lucy walks in at the exact wrong time. Classic. Yeah. And so she assumes that somehow Ethel is being has been gifted this coat and she gets very upset. Yeah, that was that bummed me out because part of the reason she was so upset was because Ethel got something and she didn't. It's not like she saw a stranger and if she had seen a stranger, I'm not sure she would have been as upset as knowing that Ethel got a gift that she didn't get. Well, I think it's another one of those like have and have not thing where she knows or worse, we understand that, like, the Ricardos are more well-off than the Mertzes. So I think she's also like, well, why does she get to have that? If the, she gets to have one, then I should I should definitely know one. Yeah, and also because apparently Ricky is supposed to know that she's wanted a fur coat for forever. A mink, specifically. She just seemed kind of petulant. She yeah. was a baby this whole episode. I, I was wrote like, down selfish. Mm-hmm. I was not a huge fan. Like, it, it, it reminded me of... That quote from um, Emily Nussbaum, who is the Pulitzer Prize-winning TV critic for The New Yorker, where she talks about how she, like, whines and needles, and she's, like, uh, crying like a baby all the time. And I feel like this was one of those episodes where we definitely saw that side of Lucy, which was not very cool. Like, I was not rooting for her in the way that I do in a lot of the other episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's, like, she wants to be in the show. Like, there's some sort of, like, wanting to get into the entertainment angle. Mm-hmm. And there was none of that in this episode. It was literally just her being obsessed with the coat, which is maybe makes it less compelling because it's just, like, sort of materialistic. But, yeah, she just loved that, loved that coat. But, yeah, so, and then she says it's their anniversary. Yeah, and this whole forget your anniversary trope, I was looking at um, examples online, and this is one of the first examples, and then... It seems like a lot of the trope spawned off this show using this forget your anniversary. I'm sure it wasn't the first case, but it seems like the most well-known case. For sure. Like the earliest, most well-known. So then every other trope, like, episode is based off this. But I couldn't think of one. I couldn't think of one either. I know there's a a scene in Sports Night where... um, Casey and Dan have an anniversary, and he's really mad at him for forgetting. A friendship anniversary? It's like their broadcast anniversary. And then Leo McGarry in the West Wing, like, forgets his anniversary. I do remember that. But it's a sad scene. It's not a funny scene, so I didn't think it was, like, as relevant. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's interesting about this, too, is that for all that it's now a thing we've seen a million times, I feel like it's interesting in the way that the episode ends, because it kind of subverts the whole thing. Because we don't even know if that actually is their anniversary. She's been conning him whenever she wants something. She's like, oh, I'm so glad that, like, our anniversary is so close. You can get this for me or whatever. But I will say, like, I loved the whole thing with her wearing the coat to bed and, like, not wanting to take it off and wear it everywhere. Because when I get something new that I'm obsessed with or something that I've had my eye on, it's, like, very much the same thing. Her wearing it to do dishes? What do we think? That was risky behavior. And I don't support it. Yeah, because the apron only covers the front of you but what about your arms like that's what you're actually you're using your hands that would be the part that gets wet don't you think right. well I guess makes sleeves I wish they put rubber gloves on her for that scene that would have been funny oh that would have been good also because of like how bulky it is and I thought it, she, she looked like she was wearing a gorilla suit when she came out of the kitchen <laughs> she did <laughs> and I was like oh that's cool <laughs> that's so funny in the bathroom though when she took off the fur coat for like the only time this episode she was wearing 
the most beautiful PJ jumpsuit. <gasps> oh my god, um, the onesie? <laughs> yes. A white jumpsuit pajamas. I was like, I want this for out, to wear out. I want to wear it for my wedding. I know. I thought it was like a nightgown and then, no, blew my mind. Yeah, so they're trying to figure out how to get the coat back from Lucy because Fred knows, Ethel knows. And what's interesting is this time it's like all of them trying to scheme against her for once versus the other way around. Yeah, Yeah, or, or pairs against each other. Yeah. It's three on one, but Lucy can hold her own. For sure. You know what would be an interesting pairing is like, which we'll probably see, Fred and Lucy versus Ethel and Ricky. I can't wait. Well, it's like almost like the two more fiery halves of the relationship. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if Fred and Lucy could even bury each other. <laughs> Fred's idea about the mink pox. Oh, yeah. And then he said, he first he makes fun of Ricky's accent. Because he says um, it sounds even worse in your oh, yeah. accent. Because he's like Mink Spox. Then Ricky comes up with this idea. I'll sneak it away during the night. I'll open a few drawers, mess things up a little bit, and I'll tell her it was stolen by a burglar. <laughs> hey, you got something up there. How'd you ever get an idea like that? It's easy. I think of it in Spanish, and then I translate it into English. <laughs> And everyone laughed, and I thought it was really funny, but I wondered if everyone thought it was funny for the same reason. Oh. But I love how, like, the mink idea makes so much more sense, you know? Like, where it's like, oh, it's a problem with the mink, but Ricky's like, no, we have to do something illegal. Right, because what does he suggest? That, like, there's a sick mink? Yeah. Like, that's, like, I feel like Lucy would feel bad and be like, okay. I don't know. Ricky seems so dismissive. I was like, will he ever take a Fred idea and run with it? Oh, the roofies. He already has. And he maybe he learned from his mistake. Well, the other thing that reemerged with this whole bur- burglary thing was the really, like, crummy prop gu- uh, guns that keep showing up. <laughs> it's literally made of wood again. <laughs> and But then the actual burglar had, like, a toy gun as well that looked so... Like, he looked like he didn't know how to hold a gun. Like, can we talk about him, though? Because he entered the apartment in a black turtleneck. <laughs> Like, it looks like gray wool pants. So chic. And a beret. (laughs) French burglar. And then he was, like, looking for his mask, and I thought, like, oh, he's going to pull a stocking down over his face. No, it's a masquerade mask. (laughs) He got it at the costume shop. What? He got it at Halloween Spirit Store. And a mime who also goes to masquerade balls. (laughs) Aren't we all, though? And then his gun looked like a prop gun, so then it was like, the whole thing looked crazy. (laughs) He looked like some kind of, I don't know, child's, like, imagination of what a burglar would look like. A Halloween costume of a burglar. Well, is that not, like, the quiz show's episode, like, the bum who's wearing, like, a suit and, like, a cane, and it's like, who are these people? They're, like, characters of real humans, you know? And I think this episode also had a lot of same themes as the the quiz show episode, like, the classic mix-up of who's real and who's not. Well, and, and having, like, an unexpected visitor. Yeah, yeah. Who's, like, the exact same demographic as the person you're actually expecting. White Because I thought he really did look like him, body type-wise. Like, oh. the same old dad bod. Like. Yeah, he looks like a bowling pin. <laughs> Fred and the burglar. They're, yeah. They're also probably on the same bowling team. <laughs> Bur- burglar played by Ben Weldon. Bowling pin Ben. <laughs> Maybe that's body shaming. <laughs> in addition to the burglar, when Fred comes in, he looks like a Western robber. He yeah. looks quite silly. But you know, he like probably spent forever being like, okay, like got to pick up my outfit. Like he was very specific about his costume choice and probably very excited. Fred loves to act. 
He does. <laughs> He's a theater nerd for sure. This is the thing we know about him all the time. Yes, but we'll find out Role a little playing. bit more about that in the next episode. Teaser. Ooh, don't call me that. (laughs) Let's talk logic, because the burglar entered an unopened door. So if you think that Ricky left it unopened for Fred, then why was Fred on a ladder? I think Fred just takes things to the extreme, maybe. He takes the most dramatic choice, because he is an actor. He commits. Life is all about the choices we make, and he chooses his choices. And now he's a landlord, so... (laughs) That's something to remember for a all Hollywood you story. All you aspiring <laughs> actors. It's a New York story. He <laughs> owns real estate. That's impressive. But so the burglar comes in through the front door. Yeah, it's like was unlocked. R- rustling through Ricky's desk. If you were a burglar though and you broke into someone's house in the middle of the night, picture it, guys. Everyone, are you there? What kind of house is it? You've got your <laughs> It's an apartment in New York City in 1951. You've got your masquerade mask on. Masquerade. <laughs> You can't look left or right. There's no peripheral vision. <laughs> you're a literal horse with blinders on. And then you're in an apartment and you're trying not to make a lot of noise because you know people are home. And then you go into the bedroom. What? Why? Why wouldn't he just steal what's like well, in no, the like what their area. love seat? Which Ricky is brought them into the brought him into the bedroom. Oh, you're right. He dragged him. He found him in the living room and dragged him. And in. he was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" <laughs> I like that the message of this episode is that uh, Lucy and Ricky are so wacky that even a burglar is scared. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he comes in and like Ricky's just sitting there, not doing anything. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> like he's so unfazed, and the burglar's probably like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, he was chasing Lucy around the bed, and Ricky's just sitting there with this look on his face like, ugh, my wife is crazy. (laughs) Am I right or am I right? Let's get this coat off. (laughs) Like, let's do this. (laughs) Well, and then he just kept trying to give the coat to the robber. Of course, it was upsetting to Lucy, who did not understand what was going on. And he kept, he was like, if you'll shoot us if she doesn't give you the coat, right? (laughs) For a second, I imagined what it would be like if he shot Ricky and then blood got all over the matching pajama set, and then I got really sad for a second. <laughs> what about it if it, problems? What if it had gotten on the fur coat? Which is why she lifted it up because she, he was like, "I'm gonna shoot you," and she's like, "Okay, hold on." So she, so she exposes the beautiful white onesie. Ooh, save the onesie. Yeah, that's a movement we need Ooh. to start. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Save the Fred. One. Speaking of. <laughs> Climbs in through the window. He looks like a cowboy. He does, but then the burglar's like, there's another burglar burgling Who the same. Who also looks like me. We're two out of ten possible bowling pins in this scenario. <laughs> and then he leaves. Yeah, he's like, I can't stand this burglar convention. I need to leave. He could no have gone more. downstairs and kidnapped Ethel. She was oh alone. Oh my. oh my god, Ethel was unprotected. Never leave your Ethel unprotected. <laughs> Protect Use your protection with your Ethel. Fight for your right to Ethel. Oh, I love her. Me too. She's the best. So underrated. She's a great friend. But yeah, so then he leaves, and the upshot of this whole wacky evening is that the next day Lucy's very depressed because she's like, my husband's a coward. He, like, did not fight for me and protect me. And like, Which, th- I mean, that's not really true. Like, because she doesn't know that Ricky thought it was Fred as the robber, he was essentially, if that was a real situation, giving up the fur coat to save her life. <laughs> Which is not terrible logic. <laughs> it, it's not cowardly so much as survival instincts. 
Yeah, he was picking his battles, you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's a diplomat. Um, and then Frethel. Frethel. <gasps> Their couple's name is Frethel. It's Frethel. Wait, does that mean they're Licky? Lucy and Des- They're Desilu. I guess oh, okay, thank God. Desilu in real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, they're Frethel. Hashtag Frethel forever. Yeah, hashtag Frethel forever when uh, you... When you are in, enjoying the Fred Ethel banter. I'm definitely team Frethel in this episode. Yeah. Ditto. I was, on, I was on board. And then Ethel is finally a good friend, and she fesses up to Lucy that, dude, the coat is not yours. Well, you know what's funny is, like you said, Ethel was downstairs, unprotected. And <laughs> <laughs> Which will circle back to the next episode. Anyway. And... Um... <laughs> That took me a second mall with the jokes. <laughs> Guys, you have to watch next week to understand that joke. It was great. So that means that Fred came downstairs and told Ethel everything that happened. That it was like a real burglar. That Ricky thought it was a real, like, Fred. And then Ricky tried to give him the coat. And then they scared the real burglar off. And my what? point is, like, great communication, Fred. What wonderful pillow talk they had. <laughs> pillow talk. Well, and the fact that from the get-go, Ethel was in on the boys' shenanigans probably led to it being a more healthy chapter for their relationship. Because she's already knows that there's, like, the game is afoot. Yeah, I was I was actually surprised that she, like, was filled, was clued in. I mean, maybe it was, like, for the story, but it made me team for Ethel. Oh, can we talk about the apron yo-yo situation? So Ethel keeps, like, letting one fact too many slip, and that's how the whole uh, thing gets exposed to Lucy. So she, she'll say something, and then she'll be like, <gasps> and then try and, like, run away, and then Lucy keeps like, grabbing her by mm-hmm. her apron strings and bringing her back, and she's like, Please, I'm not a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, that was very so great physical bit. Just the way she said it, too, she was like, all right, this is enough. <laughs> so silly. But I love her getting wanting to get back at him. Brilliant. And the show doesn't even tell you how she's going to do it because they start playing music as she's whispering to Ethel. And so you're in suspense, too, so the audience reaction could be, like, genuine. Well, she said, she's like, I should, like, carve my initials into this coat. And right, yeah. she's like, wait, where can I buy a fake coat? Hmm. <laughs> the plot oh, thickens. That Im- imitation fur shop downtown? <laughs> that one, sure. I love how it's always like, we'll go to the downtown. <laughs> like, what is that? I need to buy a hat. Let's go downtown. Well, where in New York are they supposed to live? Are they like Upper East Siders or Upper West Siders? I was going to guess Hell's Kitchen, and I have no idea why I say that. Their address is 623 East 68th Street on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. But... However, East 68th Street in Manhattan only goes up to 600, which would put their building in the middle of the East River. But they still go downtown to shop. From the river, you got to go downtown. Correct. That's how New York works. (laughs) They're on the ferry. Do they go to Staten Island? Oh, I only can hope. (laughs) All five boroughs. Well, so her last final jab at Ricky for, you know putting her through this whole ordeal is she goes and gets a fake coat and then cuts it up in front of him. That coat was hideous. I would also cut it up. It did not. <laughs> it did not look like the original. I know she said he wouldn't notice, but I was like that that does not even resemble but the first coat. But men don't notice that kind Boy, of stuff. They said that making that sweeping generalization that men are somewhat blind. <laughs> like how would he not notice that? I think they are though. I guess for Guys, certain like, aesthetics. 
got like it's like you could show them four different shirts that are striped black and white stripes like different different size stripes and they'd be like they look the same like my brothers are like that it's a shirt shout out to steve and bob but like boys don't i don't think men notice that kind of stuff i guess they're not as detail oriented when it comes to aesthetics unless they're like a designer or an architect tom ford he would notice. <laughs> I, I mean, also, it happened so quickly, and she started cutting it up. Maybe he got distracted because he, for like, he just saw fur coat getting cut up, and then he just assumed yeah. where would she have gotten a second fur right. coat? And it's that much more tragic because we find out right before that he was going to come clean and be a decent guy, which you know had me being on. I'm always on Ricky's side, but especially in that moment, and I felt for him. Hashtag Team Ricky. I thought it was such fun physical comedy for Desi Arnaz, though, because every time she cut the coat, he reacted as if, like, he was being bodily injured. Well, I was I watch everything with subtitles because that's just how I watch TV. And the subtitle for when he was reacting to the coat cutting was babbling in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Which cracked me up. Like, do you think that's what was in the script? Spanish babbles. <laughs> Spanish babbles. Spanish. It was so good. But I will say, and then she says that, oh, it's the first uh, fur t-shirt. I'd wear it. I was much more a fan of the short fur t-shirt than I was the, like, huge mink. You know why that I reacted so strongly to that line is because have we ever seen Lucy or Ethel in a t-shirt? In a regular t-shirt? No. I mean, I don't think women would wear that then. I know, so... How like very she, edgy of her to suggest that she would wear a fur one? Yeah, because uh, otherwise you'd say like a fur blouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's what women would wear. But then she said a fur t-shirt, and I was like, can women even wear t-shirts? <laughs> so Ricky's freaking out, and then we find out that Lucy was tricked, but she was actually tricking them too. And then at the end, we find out that she gets she really does win the day because he feels bad that he has to take the coat away and that. He thinks that she's gone, going without an anniversary gift, so he buys her he buys her a new dress, a pair of shoes, and a hat. And I was very impressed. He had them delivered at different intervals across the day. Like, That's what a man. the dream. I want someone to Postmates me. <laughs> different thing. Different foods every two hours. Yeah, I want, I want more than one gift in a day spaced accordingly. Yeah. Also, just like a shout out to a lovely hat, because people don't wear hats anymore, and that was a really cute hat. And I just want to bring back fancy hats. I really do. I think about that a lot, um, too. Because I feel like we do the floppy hats when we go to the beach. Like, or you're going to Palm Springs. Like a sun hat. Yeah, yeah, it's very Palm Springs. But, like, or, like, the L.A., like, felt hat. Mm. But what about, like, a nice floral, I don't even know what you call them. Like a little one with a fascinator. Yeah. Let's bring them back. Yeah, I was going to say the fascinator hats. They, I mean... It's a good argument for them, is the way Lucy looks in them. So Lucy lying whenever there's a good president in sight. I mean, I thought it was genius. I like stuff. It makes me feel bad for Ricky. I feel like in their financial situation, she's constantly sort of working him over. Because she's not good with the bills. Could he expect any more from Lucy? I mean, he knows he knows her well enough to know that, you know, she's going to get what she wants, I think. Yeah. She wears the pants. And I love when she does wear pants. Does she wear the pants? Do we think she wears the pants? He was able to take away her charge of plate. But that's also, like, that is the the days of their lives. Like, that is the world they lived in. I, but she, I think she generally calls the shots. I think it goes both ways. But I do think 
she definitely would have more power over him than like most women probably did over that over their yeah. husbands back then and I think that's really admirable but I think at the end of the day they're both just at least on the show head over heels for each other and just want to make the other person happy and that comes through in every episode which I think is really sweet I felt like Ricky's behavior in this episode was very similar to his behavior in Lucy thinks Ricky's trying to murder her because when he's slamming the drawers, she reacts like she wakes up like it's gunshots. Oh, yeah. Does she have PTSD? I I don't know, but it seemed like a similar incident. And then also I felt like he was, uh, when he was describing how he's going to sneak in and you know, rifle the through the drawers and, like, take the coat. It was very similar to him describing, like, how he would murder Lucy. It was, like, his... It's, like, Ricky's devious side, like, makes well, a reappearance. And he, like, army crawled, like, around the bed. I don't know. There's, like, a whole other side to Ricky. Has he there, seen some dark shit? I don't maybe know. he had... What happened in Cuba? Stays in Cuba. I don't know. I think he just has a really active imagination. and Which is he, fun. He commits. I mean, like, Fred commits. But Fred commits to, like, maybe weirder characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think Fred um, Fred is very much just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And he goes and does it. Where I think Ricky is a lot more thought out about everything. What He's a- sneaky. I also really... <laughs> sneaky Ricky. Oh, it's sneaky Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the fact that he is, like, withholding information from his wife and sort of lying. But it's because he doesn't want to see her sad. Like, he, he can't bear to, like, deny her any happiness. Which seems... Very sweet, even though he is, like, technically lying and, like, inviting somebody to pose as a burglar to scare her. Like, that stuff's all, like, not great, but the heart, his heart was in the right place. I mean, it, if this was a modern version of this show, I think the burglar, the real burglar stuff would have gotten a lot darker. Like, to the point where I think it probably would have been pushed to where Ricky figures out that it's not Fred because he's, like... Tying up his wife. Yeah, he's, like, getting whipped with a gun or something. What I'm liking so far is I sort of expected the episodes to feel tired because I assumed that I would have seen so many versions of the same story in modern episodes, in modern sitcoms. And I think there's something unique about the way that Lucy did it, even though the Lucy version would have come before... So I think there's something unique about this fur coat episode as opposed to other, like, forget your anniversary episodes Mm -hmm. that we see now. So check us out next week. Next Monday we will be discussing the episode Drafted, or Lucy Thinks Ricky is Getting Drafted. I've seen it both ways. And uh, that's available on Hulu and Amazon Prime, either before or after this episode. So you'll have to check your service provider to see which one. And it's a classic. I love next week's episode, guys. Get geared up for for Drafted. Get excited. You can follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook or on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod. Or email us at We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. Keep leaning in, Lucy's. I'm every woman. It's all in me. me.